0: The Storms of Life Part 1 of the Storms of Life series A Sandman Potfic written by Torte and read by Literarian Chapter 7 Summary <laughs> Hop frets, dream broods, Lucienne demands a book back. Away, away, ye notes of woe, be silent, thou once soothing strain, or I must flee from hence, for, oh, I dare not trust those sounds again. To me they speak of brighter days, but lull the courts for now, alas, I must not think, I may not gaze, on what I am, on what I was. Lord Baron. Hop wakes up. A cool breeze from the half-open window touches his face and he feels half-dried tear tracks on his cheeks. He looks to the window. The sky is dark still. Only the barest tint of grey-blue announces dawn to be not far away. The sweet smell of roses is in the night air. Hop feels indescribably sad, like he has lost something precious. He buries his face in his pillow and sheds a few more silent tears. He remembers the dream of the cellar, although it is fading a bit. Hob has seen the glow. He thinks he'll never forget its color. He thinks he knows what it was. The soft flutter under his fingers. The delicate core of a black ball of rage and pain, so soft and vulnerable that the barest brush of his fingertips felt enough to damage it. He thinks that... That night at the warehouse, he has touched something his stranger would have never even allowed him to look at, much less touch. He has witnessed, he knows, the heart of his friend, or whatever it is that powers that multifaceted, beautiful being of his. It feels like blasphemy, suddenly." To have reached out for it again. The panic in his friend's eyes. Hop's stomach twists at the memory. He has hurt his friend again. Unwittingly, maybe, but because he wants too much, just like the last time. Hop is greedy, he knows, and he can only try and grab with both hands at everything his stranger puts before him, be it a human body or a monstrous one. He saw the glow of his friend's heart and immediately reached out, trying to grab at it like a magpie at a gleaming coin. As if it was his to touch. As if he had the right. He clenches his fingers into bedding, furious with himself for his forward behavior. He doesn't know how to manipulate his dreams. He doesn't know how to get his stranger's attention. He can only hope to see his friend again, even if he warned him of where the next dream of the cellar would lead. Will he dream of it again at all? Or has he pushed his friend away for good this time? In his mind, Hop puts himself in chains again, heavy and anchoring, so he won't take what he isn't allowed. So he won't touch without consent. If the dream returns, if his friend is there, then yes, Hop will be at his mercy and gladly. He owes him, the least of it being an apology. He prays he'll be allowed to give it. My lord, I really must insist. The library does not take kindly to prolonged absence of books. It has been two years. Graham scowls at her, but then pulls out the red book, and wordlessly hands it to her. Thank you, sir. Lucienne smiles pointedly and tucks Robert Gadling's latest dream journal against her chest. You are of course welcome to pursue it again at any time in the library. Dream's mouth twitches into a frown and he turns away. Lucienne wonders again at his mood. He still seems more preoccupied than usual with something only he himself is privy to. She will endeavour to find out what it is. She knows her lord is only ignoring the fact that she will read the book he just gave back to her so that they can both pretend she will not do so. This way she can't talk to him about whatever she finds without admitting to nosing around in his private affairs. It's a problem, but one for a later time. Lucienne makes her way back to the library and settles down to read. Dream sits on his throne and broods. Since he ended Hop Gatling's latest dream of him, he has felt a curious melancholy. I miss you. His heart had been laid open, and Hop had reached out. I miss you so much. Dream feels again a pulse in his chest, and a rosy light spills out of his robes. Annoyed, he waves his hand and is clad in a more closed dress that hides the proof of his weakness a tiny bit better. Unwittingly, Hop has touched his core the last time they met in the waking world and Dream is unable to control the way it now reacts to his proximity. His friend has drawn out this part of him tenderness, love. But that is not the part of him Hop needs. Hop needs him to protect him. He dreams of a monster to chase away his fears. He has seen his darkest side and decided he will not be afraid, that he'll make the horror his ally. Hob has seen him as the Nightmare King and only tried to pull him closer. What does Hob know of what Multitude's Dream of the Endless contains? Nothing, but he has seen the truth of him, the dark and horrible things he hides. That is enough to know him, is it not? Will you ask only for my most terrible form? Will you not see what else there is? If you can't see it, then perhaps it really was never there. And he could be content, he thinks, to be the horror Hop loves. He could be. Then why does it hurt? Why am I sad? Soft rain falls again on the balcony. The sun has finally sunk in the dreaming and night has fallen. The night air smells like roses and Dream inhales deeply, sighing before returning to his duties. researches mythological beings and gods again. He thinks he may have found something that seems to fit his stranger. A Mara, Nachtmar, or an Alp. A creature that brings people bad dreams and feeds off their blood and energy. It sounds a bit simple to describe his stranger and somehow not fitting enough for the amount of power his friend seems to wield. But Hop has found nothing better yet. Maybe his stranger is something similar, but more like a god of nightmares, if such a thing exists. Hop shakes his head. His friend's lovely face seems too fair and earnest for such a monstrous being. The way he talks, too sophisticated for a creature set only on devouring a sleeper's life force. Would a nightmare have told him not to enslave his fellow humans? Would he not rather have rejoiced in him creating more nightmares? No, his stranger is no such creature. I am no devil. Roderick Burgess will not wake. I am the monster of all monsters. I will rip you to shreds. Hop shivers and closes the book on German folklore he has been reading. He pours himself a whiskey and goes to sit in the garden. The evening air is mild and the roses are in full bloom. Hop pulls a pinkish one closer and a few soft petals fall loose into his palm. He gently strokes them between his thumb and forefinger and thinks about his friend's heart. What monster has a heart as soft as this? There's more to you than meets the eye, my friend. He doesn't think he'll ever be able to go back to how they were. Hop has seen and felt more of the truth of his stranger in the last two years than in all the centuries before. He still has no name to call his friend, but... I do like you, Hop. I would not see you hurt again. Hop sighs heavily and lets the rose petals flutter to the ground. I won't ever again be able to forget you long enough to fall in love with somebody else, Hop thinks, and curses his foolish heart.